It's Window Nation's semi-annual sale, and it's a big deal. Right now, get 50% off all windows along with no interest for five years plus bonus savings when you schedule a consult today. If your windows leak, get foggy or hot, or you're paying high utility bills, that's a big deal. With Window Nation's semi-annual sale, you can replace your windows and save a big deal, too. Schedule a no-obligation in-home estimate now. Call 866-90-NATION or visit windownation.com. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. It's the most anticipated WNBA season in history. And you know what that means. Court is back in session. Welcome to Queens of the Court, an Odyssey original podcast. I'm your girl, Cheryl Swoop. And I'm Jordan Robinson. All WNBA season long, we'll be bringing you interviews with star athletes, analysis on your favorite teams, and lots of hot takes. Order, order in the court. Follow and listen to Queens of the Court on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. This episode of BGN Radio is brought to you by Clip It, the hottest app that is out there. Watch TV, make clips, and share. For more information, check them out at clipit.tv or check them on Twitter at clipittv. You're listening to BGN Radio. Ball is spotted. The kick is away. And the kick is... It's good! <laughs> and the Eagles win! Oh my goodness. 61 yards. Did you love it? What a game as the Eagles defeat the New York Giants 27 to 24. yards from the rookie a sloppy sloppy game but who cares when it comes to that we were looking we were deciding back and forth oh man i don't know if this is a good idea 61 yards you can get blocked it's got to be low it's got to be hard just by the skin of that right pole it goes in john barcher james seltzer we can't escape the heat for some reason we were <laughs> we were at the Jetro parking lot uh early and often and uh the air conditioner is broken here, so we're going to be a damn sweaty, excited mess, Eagles Nation. This has been a fantastic, just, I mean, we let's be honest, everybody needed that after this game. Oh Every God. single person needed that. But the Giants are done. They're done <laughs> in week three. Odell Beckham Jr. Ooh, I'm hurting. Whoops, I can still score touchdown. Oh, I'm hurting. I'm, I'm going to take again. this one back. Oh, no, that went through. <laughs> Feels really good, James. I'm excited. Oh, man. John, I said, like, we. I was Ooh. ready to be so angry right now. Like, the, the reversal of 
misfortune, the reversal of emotions there, man. It was like, I, I think that was the only way I could have come out of this feeling like great. And I feel great. I said it to you. I'm like, take a shot. He's got a yeah. big leg, this kid. Like, you know what? What do you got to lose? And you're like, it could get blocked. I'm like, you're right. It could get blocked. But I still feel good about it. Just give it a shot. And man, Jake freaking Elliot like holy cow and I man. said to you before I'm sitting there I'm like you know what sucks is we got a kid who I don't feel good about him kicking from anywhere yes I guess yes. 61 I should feel good about you yeah absolutely and like I I can't believe that even leading up to that like there's 13 seconds left they miss they're like all right now it's second and 10 you're wondering like well there's seven are they really going to do anything here I was I was begging Doug I was like Doug yeah take a knee just take a knee I was like there's no there's no real we can't really uh, fit anything in there. This is really silly. Quick, uh, Alshon Jeffrey, somehow with one second that, left, well, steps out of bounds. Say. And not just that, it looked like the clock like stopped for him. Like It looked yeah. like he had caught it with like one second and somehow got out of bounds. Unbelievable. That's so crazy. And, and then you're there and they're like, well, you're not actually going to kick this thing. Oh, my God. Yeah, the, why not? <laughs> Here we go. Everything I said, don't do that. Just go for the Hail Mary instead. <laughs> Uh, I'm glad to be wrong today. Yeah, it is uh, it's amazing. Uh, it is the uh, BGN Radio post game show, and uh, my God, am I just uh, I it, it, from from all the people that we met today to just leading up to this football game was was nuts. And look, even like Eagles came out uh, and it looked like uh, okay, uh, everybody got their wish. Everybody's going to run the football. And <laughs> guess what, Legarrette Blunt. It proved me wrong in a, in a lot of ways. It's just like I don't think he just you know saddle up to this guy and he went in there and took care of business right away. Smallwood, Wendell Smallwood, creating his his uh, his own yards. Day looked really good. <laughs> they brought out the Honda. He scores the touchdown. So uh, the Eagles are a running team now. That's it. Yeah, that's uh, after after one week, everybody got their wish, right? Well, John, I just love how this game played out exactly how we said it. Oh, would, of course. Right? You know, yeah. Defensive yeah. line would struggle. Uh, you know, the Eagles would give up a a bunch of points and and you know feel like they're good, and then it's they're gonna lose it at the end. And Eli Manning's gonna throw for three touchdowns. Of course, we called all of it, John. Um, could not have been more wrong about this game coming in. And you know what? Who cares? Because they won this game. They found a way to take it. And uh, man, I, there's a lot to be upset about with that how it all played out, especially because um, you know they were up 14 to nothing, and you you felt like you know they were good. And you know injuries, we we can't dismiss the fact Fletcher Cox, Jordan Hicks, Darren yeah, it was, it was hugely significant. Yeah, yeah, I mean monster legitimate injuries that that affect the way you play, especially already coming in without McLeod. So um, you know you can understand not getting a you know giving too much uh, crap in that sense, but. Certainly a lot of things to be upset about. I, you know, I don't think the best game from Doug Peterson. Not that that's a shocking take coming from me, John. Um, or anybody today, really. Yeah, right? it, wasn't, it wasn't a great showing from Doug. But at the same time, you know what? At least as a fan right now, I could talk about an Eagles win today. I can go through this week with the Eagles 2-1 and one and the Giants done. So while there's a lot to be upset about, a lot to kind of nitpick, they won the game. Yeah, no, they really did, and it's just not uh, as I'm probably blowing out your ears now. And I apologize, buddy. Yeah, there was, the, they were, I think, at, at, uh, at you know, the whole momentum changed. Really, I mean, uh, from when was that? Zach Ertz's fumble, right? Yeah, like that, that, and that that kind of shifted well, that, a bunch of things after they go right out before it, and then the Ertz fumble, and they score again, and you're just like. What's going on here? What is happening? Right, <laughs> yeah. and you can feel it. You could feel everything change. You could feel the way everything shifted. And um, and you know what? Like for what it's worth, another guy who's been destroyed all week long, just not here. I think Ben McAdoo, he made some awful decisions, terrible decisions. But he had a good game plan coming in. It was the yeah, right, he did. And, and and we talked about this, John. You had a great point that 
it's a bit of a worry moving forward because he might have kind of given some teams kind of a, a game plan or Absolutely. a blueprint of how to attack this Eagles defense. The quick quick passing, you know, boom, 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 and not give the defensive line a chance to a chance to get in there. But I do think you felt the loss of Cox. You felt the loss of Hicks. I do think that if those guys were in there, the defense would not have been quite as much civ like at that. You know, over the second yeah. half of the game. Yeah, it was it was uh, it was Green Bay from last year, but it was Green Bay light because it's Eli Manning and. You know, there's not wasn't a ton of offense. They uh, they only rushed about 15, 20 times. It wasn't effective at all. They stayed with the passing game. It really worked out for them. Eli ends up having two interceptions in this game, though. So it was, uh, you know, it was old school Eli again for a lot of it. Uh, Odell Beckham making Man. two really insane catches God, there. He's like the, you know, it, he's he's such a drama queen, and he's so like you know. He's so annoying, but then he does stuff like that, and you're like, man, I wish that guy, I wish I had a guy like that. You know, it's yeah, such, yeah. it's so tough to deal with because I hate him, but I, I, as a player, he is, he is amazing. Yeah, and and by the way, as I'm wearing the Sixers set, Joel Embiid in the crowd today. Ooh. So the Eagles are two and zero oh when uh, Joel Embiid attends uh, attends a home game. There, Sounds which is about really right. Sweet. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and I, you know, the I, I, from all of. And uh, Doug Gowton, who's in the uh, who's in the chat room, and we hey, thank everybody for chatting in on, on Facebook. And uh, if you are listening on the replay, whether you're on SoundCloud, uh, iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, we appreciate the uh, the five star reviews. Those do go go a very long way. I think that it was incredible that Doug saying right now, not not Peterson, Doug Gowton, if they lost this game, they didn't put they didn't pass enough, or they weren't aggressive enough. It was really. A different approach, and I'm curious when I go back and rewatch this thing, or when uh, All 22 comes out, like how ineffective the passing game was today. There wasn't a lot of great, great shots. I think you know, obviously Carson Wentz misses one early uh, to Alshon Jeffrey. Uh, the short game really wasn't there for any kind of sh- uh, short passing plays, other than Zach Ertz. Torrey Smith was rather ineffective today. Um, just wasn't a lot going on in, in in the passing game, and I couldn't really figure out why. It wasn't like they were playing exceptionally hard or really soft and often uh, I think Steve Spagnola had a pretty good game plan and and I guess unfortunately for him they they said well if, if they're going to beat us they're going to beat us with the run and they kind of did today. I think, yeah. yeah I think that's how it played out I think Spagnola went in and said listen you guys are going to have to run the ball on us if you want to win this game and the Eagles ran the ball. Like, they ran yeah, the they ball did. effectively all really game effectively. long. Even that fourth quarter drive until the, the face mask penalty on Alshon, which you were all like, you, you kidding me? kidding me. <laughs> really? Yeah. For the second and final drive. Uh, until then, you know, it was, it was fine. And then uh, running the ball so well, I mean, Smallwood just – Huge chunks at a time, creating for himself. Oh, as how about this? As soon as you bring Wisniewski in, they're running right behind him, and yeah. he looked great. Like the the that's my. You, I mean, I tweeted out. I just don't know, and I know why. But like the fact that it took this long to get clearly the best guard of it's those irresponsible. guys. It's irresponsible. And that's what, uh, just if I'm going to bitch for a little bit, I'm going to really bitch about that. The other stuff is is whatever. If you want to get on Doug's case, I think that's fine today too. But. For whoever's making those decisions, whether that's Stoutland or Doug, Howie, Joe, I don't know what's going on through there, but I don't care if Wisniewski almost killed uh, one of the teammates. You know, like <laughs> if, if he is that much of a nuisance personality wise, suck it up and deal with it because there are a lot of people in this league that aren't, they don't have great personalities. They don't get along with everybody in the locker room, but they go out there and do their jobs. The fact that Wisniewski was held back as the third option at guard here after. Warmack was complete. I mean, the first play of the game, Warmack is on skates and he's getting killed, uh, and then continuous on. He lasts two series. You pull him then, so you've you've pulled two guards 
within two series, two series, yeah. yeah, for the most part, and and really one bad game. And if listen, I'm glad that Wiz is in there. I Me think too. he should stay in there. And honestly, you could actually run to the left side when that happens. They were running right the entire time, and then suddenly he gets in there. And the running game becomes more effective. Yep. You know, credit to Wendell Smollett. He did create his own yards today a little bit, too. But, you know, on uh, even on the uh, the Clement touchdown, that was a seal, and all he had to right do was to go right side. around there in for the touchdown. Yep. That's what I'm talking about. Yep. If you want to run like that all the time, great. Finally. Okay, good. Maybe, maybe it was the offensive <laughs> line, you know? Yeah. Uh, and, uh, you know, if they can keep that up. Un- unfortunately, they weren't able to use any of that on any play action and he, yeah. nobody really bought an idiot. You didn't see the Giants kind of creep up and 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 really hammer them home. And they, uh, I, I I wish. And it was weird because like Doug went to the play action pass before the run game was yeah. really in motion. So I was just like, all right, well, I don't know what's happening here, but uh, it didn't. The, the thing is, as as much as they did, it didn't put up a ton of points, especially early. And uh, thank God for the pass interference calls because that's what really saved the offense from doing a lot of that. So that doesn't show up on the stat sheet, but Alshon Jeffrey literally pulling somebody in to draw the yeah. penalty. Uh, Torrey Smith, I think, with the armbar towards yeah. the towards the end there. That that that's just as good as a as a fifty yard bomb in my mind. Yeah, absolutely. There's there's literally no difference other than what shows up on the stat sheet. And Torrey Smith, you know, that was a penalty, but. Torrey Smith, and he has long been a guy who gets pass interference calls. He's very good at it, and you saw it. He did some acting there. He threw his body. like He sold the crap out of it, and he got the call, and it was a monster, monster call. It was the right call, but it was a monster call. And you know that's that's what happens when you throw it downfield, right? Just to have the ability to throw it down there, and don't get me wrong. I don't know if either of those balls were catchable. They were yeah, not great know. throws from Carson Wentz. The deep ball still not there consistently all game long. That's an issue, but... Just taking those shots, having guys who can get open downfield, who you either need to pass interfere with or whatever, um, you know, creates opportunity. Absolutely. And we saw that today, and it was it was huge. Um, but yeah, back to the Wiz thing. It's just um, I, I agree. I think it's irresponsible. It's it's he's clearly better than those guys. There's zero question about it. He's a better scheme fit. He's a better player right now. Um, you know, I, I, I'm. That's I, an issue. That's yeah. an issue. No, it's a huge issue, and like I don't know what's I don't know what's going on there. I think that's a, a great question for the next couple of days. I would ask it three or four times just so the the answer stays consistent. If it changes or whatever, you know, like you said, first of all, you said you were not going to pull Isaac Samuel. Then it's pulled. We don't get to talk to coach before then. Then all of a sudden, here's Warmack. You pull him after two series. Wisniewski looks like he should have been there in the first base by contract, by I mean, play, do they by beat everything. The Chiefs, if Wiz is in there, you know, I mean, it's a. It's, I mean, maybe. It's what Who I knows? Mean. I, I mean, don't know. It's a, it's possible. Is the yeah. Point. Like it could you could have cost you a game waiting to do this. And so, if you want to put that on Duggar, GM, or whoever, that's where you need to kind of find out. But thank God that that's over. They come out of this thing two and one, and this is where I don't know. Like I don't know, is this rusty Eagles or is this the floor and ceiling at the same time? Like it's still week three. Things are still happening happening and trying to get used to one another. Uh, we all thought that they were going to come in there, take care of the Giants. Obviously, we have to keep reminding ourselves time and time again, whether it's home or it's away, it's a division game. They're going to come up for it. Their, their season was on the line. Yep. So despite all of I didn't hear the rah-rah stuff from any of the locker room this week, maybe that really doesn't matter. You know, that's, that's the most overrated part of this week. Um, and they got, you know, there was a point for about a two and a half quarters that they got outplayed. But uh, I, I'm not trying to downplay how excited I am about the win. 
it's I mean, what a way to end up in a football game. And here. one of the best endings I can remember. Now now it's just to take where where all this stuff is and just be like, all right, where where are we melding out here? Are we are, is it really gonna be I, I mean, I know it was over. At one point it was thirty five rushes, including Carson Wentz. I think they were they had to end somewhere around forty or forty one for the day, which is a ton. Like that's 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 immaculate. I think that's too much at too some mu- point. And, yeah. But I can't say it's too much if that's the only thing working on your offense. You have to mold those two totally. things together now and and find out what it is. And again, it's this is a balanced matchup thing. So if they're going to, just like Kansas City was telling you not to run, the Giants were inviting you to run, I'm actually kind of glad Doug didn't try to force it there if he can kind of take one of those coaching positives uh, out of this thing. Um, but they need to get their stuff together as the you know the weeks and weeks kind of go by. That's that's not going to work in a few weeks. No, I agree. And I think, you know, that one thing, like I'll give uh, the defense a touch of a pass. I hated Schwartz's game plan, or really adjustments, like they were playing clear. I mean, even Aikman was talking about it way too far off. Those guys yeah. in those types of situations, basically just giving them first downs. It was not a situation where you're like up 15 points or whatever and can just kind of say, hey, yeah, go ahead, take your, take your yards. Yeah, yeah. It wasn't that type of situation that bothered me. And I, I think obviously partially uh, personnel influenced. And, and that's where I give a touch of a break, losing Cox and Hicks like, you pick two guys you don't want to lose on the defense. It's yeah, those that's two huge. guys, you know. So and we'll keep you uh, uh, updated on injuries as they're coming on. I think Doug's taking the podium right now. Uh, multiple reporters, including Jeff McLean and Jeff Mosier and a bunch of other people, said that Hicks uh, was the, and did have ice and tape around his ankle. Uh, did say to a couple of them that it's not that serious. That's good. So uh, fingers crossed. You're right? good, good enough not to play yeah. right now. So he'll probably be at about 80 percent. I mean, dude, this guy can't catch a break it's from honeymoon to actually playing on the field. Injured, uh, you know, beforehand too with the what was it the, the pectoral, pectoral twi- thing. Yeah. So yeah, we'll keep you updated on that. Uh, Doug heading to the podium right now, and um, yeah, it is just uh, this is a team you just can't quite figure out yet. And really, when we were talking about. You know the, the blueprint of how to beat this this defense moving forward is is really that. I mean, it is uh, clearly a, a huge downgrade from Rodney McLeod to Chris Maragos. Where I, you know, even before the game, I'm saying Chris Maragos is at least serviceable. But yeah, you know, on on that on that big run that by Sterling awful. for that touchdown, terrible angles by everybody, linebacking core included. It was just a a hot mess. So you can only take so many dings in uh, until it really matters. I think that mattered today, but they were able to hide it for a very long time. I thought Jalen Mills uh, did a, did a pretty good job today. Razul Douglas came out really strong and then overplayed the ball a couple of times, missed some tackles in there. Uh, typical rookie mistakes that you would see. Overall, I think he had a pretty solid game. But a lot of things that stick out, and now you're starting to think, when's Ronald Darby back yeah, again? Because that's when they switch. If you take away the Eagles' best thing on defense, it all becomes about the secondary. Giants took advantage of that today. Yeah, clearly. But one guy they did not take advantage of, how about that Patrick Robinson playing pretty good football? And he oh, had a couple yeah. bad plays, yeah. but he's a decent slot corner, and, and I think we're all flabbergasted by that. But, uh, yeah, I'm with you. The game plan bothered me. Uh, again, I think when you're playing without you know, your three most important, or I guess Jenkins, but like three of your four most important guys up the middle there with you know the Cox. Uh, yeah. No, Cox, I said. Yeah, the Cox. <laughs> it, it works. Yeah, it works. Cox, Hicks, and uh, and McLeod back there. I mean, that's, you know, you're, you've got – Real deficiencies there, especially when a guy like Chris Mar- Maragos is the one who's coming in there. I think that played out today. In terms of like the moving forward type of thing, um, you know, I think you look at the offense and you say, I don't know what happened today in terms of the passing game. You know, we need to yeah. look at the film. I think that 
Um, they need to do a better job there. Clearly, Wentz didn't have a great day today. He didn't, you know, he no, made he didn't. some plays when he needed to. Kind of um, like it was a it was a managed plus and minus game type yeah. of game for him. I yeah, mean, it wasn't great. You still saw the the special running type plays. You saw a few of those moves early stuff. on again. Yeah, the little Wentz magic sprinkle. Yeah, but on for the whole, you know, on the most part, not a, not a great showing from Wentz and, and the offense in general. But the running game. Bailed him out today, yeah. which is crazy. Um, and, and you know the defense. We've we've discussed the issues. I think you know as far as Doug goes, I I have real issues with today's game. I thought you know we discussed. I think going for the field goal was the right decision in my mind, in the sense that you know you know this kid has a big leg. Take a shot there, yeah, and why not yeah. walk off the field there? I think the percentage chance of him hitting a sixty-one yarder probably better than a, a hail mary attempt there, um, but. Uh, you know, outside that, they didn't look very. Um, they didn't react well today. It felt like you know when they when it kind of cratered. And granted, they did come back. You know, yeah. so you got to yep. give them a little bit of uh, of credit there for the the moxie, as it were. Yeah, that's right. Uh, but on the whole, they look sloppy today. It you know mistakes, a, a lot of mistakes, a lot of penalties. Um, they just didn't look as ready to play as as you expect them to, especially in a game where you know they really do match up well, or we thought they matched up well. Um, so yeah, a little disappointed there. Yeah, they should have been, and it's not like they weren't ready. It's just, I think that, uh, I, I don't think anyone expected, first of all, the Giants to go in Chip Kelly mode and just be like, we're going to tempo run these guys yep. with short passes. That was the smartest thing I think Ben McAdoo did all day. hundred percent. And to get them in rhythm too. Um, but yeah, when it, when it comes down to, when it comes down to Doug and we've fought about this too, I couldn't believe the reaction of people on that first fourth and eight when they're across the 50, they're kind of in no man's land here. And yes, we obviously know that Jake and uh, Jake Kelly can hit from probably there again now, <laughs> but at that point in time, you know, that's, that's a risk because, uh, well, where Carson Wentz got sacked, that's probably where they're going to get the ball anyway. But we fought about this for a good oh, 20 minutes between you, me, and Jack Fritz, who's working the game here. You should go in on fourth and eight from where exactly they were. They were up. The defense was playing relatively well. You make them... We talked about putting the pedal down and just I saying, know, and blitz them. Fourth and eight, the it's offense wasn't moving the ball well outside of passing, outside of the running game. I didn't feel outside the, of a sack, which was a bad result. The no, process of getting there, even if they're short, is still I, the right see, call. I, no, I get that the math is right, and I, I generally do lean towards the math. But in this game situation, where they were at, it felt like the smarter play. To punt the ball away and and get to halftime. Granted, it didn't end up you know hurting them. They huge stop because by the Ben defense. McAdoo. Because yeah, McAdoo. Well, that was probably a touchdown too. Yeah, well, yeah, <laughs> we I, yeah. But I, the NFL's catch rules are the dumbest. Crazy. That was a hundred percent a touchdown catch. It's absurd that it's not. But it's the rule. I like it was not a catch. But yeah. it, it's absurd that it's not a catch. Um, but. I, I get it. I get the math. I understand your argument. I'm not saying, like, I'm not crucifying him the way a lot of people did, but I personally would have punted it away there, gone to halftime with a lead, and just said, we're good. Absolutely. And Cliff chiming in here, he goes, I normally agree with these guys, but honestly, isn't the uh, the story that the running game was pretty good and everyone was complaining all week? Yes. That wasn't really our argument, though. Our, most of our arguments were, Okay, you wanted to run the ball more in Kansas City when the, the 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 matchup was not allowing you to do so. You should have thrown a lot in that game. Uh, and honestly, Wendell Smallwood, after two or three carries, didn't even look lifeless here. It was a much different approach here. They And again, as we said, as soon as Wiz went in the game, it became more effective. Don't go away from it if it's, if it's working. 
Uh, but during that matchup, you have a front seven that is just you know destroying everybody, and especially Isaac Salamalu, who is not in this game. Kind of the same way with Warmack too. Like yeah. that, they were a little. It was a little dangerous moving forward there. Very dangerous. Yeah, that first series was not great, but now when it is there, yeah, I mean, take <laughs> keep, it. keep take it, like yes. keep going. It's it's not going to work. Every like they cannot rush forty times against. I don't know Seattle and be like, okay, cool, we'll just do that every game. It is a it is a matchup by matchup, and just like we said, Spagnuolo looked at this thing and goes like, nope, we're going to take away their passing game because that's their strength. They haven't been able to run the ball that well, and it bit them in the butt today. Like it was a smart game plan, and again, it didn't put up too many points. It yeah, didn't. No, despite that, they had no. fourteen points on thirty five rushes, and it's not like there were a lot of points left on the board. It's not like there were a lot of. Spots where a, a turnover screwed you from getting points or whatever. Like, yeah, it was the running game was effective today, yeah. but that doesn't mean that, like, like you said, John, that every game if you run the ball four times you're going to win. They almost lost. All right, like they yeah. could have lost this yeah. game. They at times it felt also like doesn't they mean if, it doesn't lost. mean if they threw more they would have won the game exactly. either. It was just it was just it, kind of a, a wonky bad offensive gameplay. Yes, today. exactly. And you take what the defense gives you. You can only take what the defense gives you. Wentz was off today. Like, it's not a about pounding your head against the wall to say we're going to do this no matter what. It's about taking what is given to you and doing what you could do effectively. The way it looked through the first two weeks, and guess what? The way it looked until Stefan Wisniewski became your left guard. <laughs> yeah. And some of somebody was down there just saying like that that kind of unlocked an offense. And yes! yes, that's what we've been screaming for. You can't run the yes. ball if you can't block for running. And look, we weren't sure if it was 100% the line or the talent at running back. It looks like, and again, it's not like they're super talented at running back. It looks like the O-line it was a bigger issue than we thought. Definitely. And the left guard position was the reason. And maybe that's our bad too because yeah. we said it's, it's probably still, you still can have good running backs that create yardage in yep. there. And they did today. They did. It was it was a little of both. They really stepped up their game, and maybe they did hear everybody. It's just like, hey, man. Yeah, you know. Look, Wendell Smallwood has never looked that good. He's shown flashes before, yeah. but he's never put a full game together like that. Especially he was blocking. He was blocking while yeah, other than like Pittsburgh last yeah, year. Yeah, you know? it's like he is other than Pittsburgh last year. Like we've never seen him really put a full game together like that. And props. He looked really good today. Yeah, he did. He created for himself. He was like a battering ram. He really run. We knew he runs hard, but the, the hard running worked today. And he was running people over, and he was staying with runs and pushing forward. And I loved it, man. It's not like we want to run the ball. Like It's not like, yeah. I wa- like I would love to be able to run the ball every of single course. game and just run it down people's throat. That's sure the best. But it just didn't feel like in those first two games, and from what we saw, it didn't look like this team could do that. And that's why you should be more pissed at, like, what? Again, uh, we'll be probably talking about that all week now. Like, we why be. why was Wisniewski not in there from the start? It's why yep. you paid him. It's why you signed him and all the other crazy contracts that you handed out pretty much around that. So, I, you know, that's a good stepping stone to take in for, the you know, the rest of the season here. And to be 2-1 and one, to come out of that thing, it'll just like, ugh, Yeah, you got to win some close games in yeah. this league. you got to win some games that it feels like you're going to lose. And, you know, the Eagles were able to win that. It's last year. We talk a ton about their Finally record. swung. This, yeah. is, this is a swing that that's way game. That's what I mean. Yeah. Their record in one-score games. You know, that Detroit game, they should have won. The Giants game in New York last year, they should have won. The Dallas game, they should, I should, let's say could have won. I don't want to say should have. Yeah. But could have won. This year, maybe some of those, and look, this game specifically, but hopefully more of these go that way. But this was one of those games where it's a one-score game, and the Eagles found a way to, to you know, 
come out on top shockingly, even though it didn't feel like they would. Yeah, and even in uh, even in Washington, that kind of gets a little lost there too because these guys, the passing game really wasn't effective there either. But they made a little more plays than they did, you know, in this one, uh, and that's where you kind of have like. I don't know. There will be a, a – I don't know the identity of the offense. I really don't. It's all over the place. Sometimes it's Alshon Jeffrey with 93 yards and seven wrecks, and today he was neutralized a little bit. Even with, uh, you know, Jenkins being out, that Janoris Jenkins, that is, I thought he played a really solid game against them. Um, you know, it was tight in, in a lot of coverages. In fact, the Giants secondary did a, did a pretty good job on these guys, except for the P.I. calls, which uh, led to a both scores. So uh, it, it's just trying to figure out what's next <laughs> for this team. And it's really hard to figure out, especially when they're changing things up all the time. And look, that should – and honestly, I know there there is a lot of Doug criticism for this game, and rightfully so. But for all the people that said, like, you know, just, oh, he's just going to pass the pass. No, I think he really adjusted it and, and did this. That's why it was effective here. That's why – I, I mean, I don't know. you got to see what's rolling. I don't think anybody expected Garrett Blunt to look the way he did today, and thank God that he did. And it was by committee. Committee actually works for once, because it normally doesn't. Uh, but, uh, yeah, everybody was effective today. And that's got, that's got to be a little bit of plus in Doug Peterson's column there. Yeah, no, look, I think the fact that he was able to to look at what the Giants gave him and say, all right, we can run the ball today and, and run the ball effectively. And, and I think he did come out with a purpose to try and run more, uh, but – um, I, you know, he took what they gave him and he did a good job. I, it, my issue and what my issue has always been with Doug is the other stuff for the most part. And I've had issues with the play calling and the game plans as well. But it's just the lack of command, the you know, timeout, not calling timeouts when he should be calling timeouts. You know, uh, just wrong situational reads on what's happening in the game. Like it just never feels like this guy has a a feel of what is happening out there. And, and it, it just, I think it was completely evident today. It felt like he was lost out there at times. Here you go. Peterson said he talked to analytics people on making fourth, on the fourth and eight decision at mid, midfield. Uh, pers- uh, Peterson needed to overrule whatever he was told. So I guess he so... speaks He speaks to the, uh, at, uh, the uh, analytic department. They say, you should go for it here. And he goes, yes or no, based on their answer. Oh, so it's not that it was he. I thought the way you read that was that he overruled what they said. Oh no, Peterson need it, like if, if he hears, yeah, he can not. overrule whatever wow. they're saying. So that's uh, I, I mean, listen, like the numbers said to like if you look up the chart, the numbers say to go. It, for it. And it's literally right in the middle, it's and it's right dead there. green, yeah. and that's the time to go for it. But I see that's what I'm saying. I would rather lean on on that most of the time be be based on and sure. There's some gut things you you do throughout your entire career as a head coach. Like, yeah, I know we don't really go and do this, but we're going to. I I like a head coach that, as much as you want to say, like to to minimize his roles with a lot of spots. Which, hey, you could probably make the argument that, like, hey, uh, maybe maybe not play call anymore and hand it out to somebody else because that's starting to peek its ugly head in a lot of different spots. But if he's going to an analytics guy and he's going, yeah, this is good, you should go for it here, the percentages say to, and he's most of the time he's going to say, okay, cool, let's roll, then uh, I, I'm okay with that. I think that's a good thing to do. Look, I'd rather use analytics than not use analytics, but I want a head coach who, who has a gut. Like, that's the issue. I want a guy who, like, do you ever see Bill Belichick going over, and, and, and I know we use the Belichick thing too much. He's one of a kind, but do you see Bill Belichick going, hey, analytics guy, should I go for it here? I what know. do I do? No, I don't think so. What do we I got think, is Jack know? Fritz is, is rolling in through here. Uh, this is oh, this is a quote from Jake Elliott today. I ran up to uh, ran up the coaches at the end and, and prayed and asked for a chance. I ran over their real wide-eyed wanting to get it done. <laughs> 
I have no idea what that means, but uh, I don't know. Jake I guess Elliott, Jelly, good, man good, of the men of the faith, also good, t- our good our good friend in our co-host, good kicker, bad tweeter. I think we yeah, could say right? something like that. Uh, Eagles kicker Jake Elliott said he ran over to Doug Peterson saying he wanted to kick the game winner. So. Maybe he even influenced to be like, all right, let's just see if we can well, get this thing. Well, I hope that wasn't the case. I hope Doug <laughs> That's wanted kind of a... I don't like that one bit. I hope that Doug was going to go for it no matter what. Like, I don't want to hear that the kicker's influencing yeah, you. Yeah. Say, yeah, knock, knock that off. Not cool. Like, yeah. I'm the coach, bro. Like, what are yeah. you doing here? But get it. Yeah, don't listen to the kicker. But I'm, I'm again, I'm fine with listening to the analytics there. So yeah, uh, two good Doug positives, I think, are that and being able to adjust and be like, let's just keep running the football because that's what they're allowing us to do. Yeah, I understand, and I, look, I th- it's hard to argue with those in the sense that I do, I do want someone with a gut. I want someone who who feels the situation, who says, you know, we talked about it before. Someone who's like, yo, my, we're rolling over these guys. Let's go for it. It d- didn't feel like that. It right. felt like they were struggling for every yard they could get. And and a situation where if you give them the ball at midfield with like whatever it was a minute or whatever minute and a half whatever it was left like you're just opening yourself up to them scoring points before halftime where yep. before you're really kind of just going into the halftime with that seven nothing lead so I I get that the numbers saying it and in general I'm a fan of analytics in that spot I, I personally felt like it wasn't the right move but and, but I only say I I think you're right but at the at the same time. If Wentz doesn't take a sack there, they are behind the fifty. And plus, I think that also just creates a, a, a massive, you know, emotional momentum swing at that point too. It's like they thought they could just roll on over us and and here we go or whatever. Maybe it creates the same thing, you know, seven yards back from where they were, ten yards back from where they were. I just, it's not the Big Ten. That, I'm just going to keep saying it. This isn't college ball. This isn't you just be like, all right, we're going to play the field position game against these guys. Because I, 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 honestly, how much would have it mattered? 20, you don't think they could have gotten 20, 30 more yards on 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 that drive? I mean, they were rolling. I anyway. mean, they might have been able to, but it's more the point that and I get it. I'm not saying it's that, look, I usually like going for it on fourth down. Anytime it's fourth and two or shorter, I'm going for it every time. Like, I am all mm. for that type of stuff. It just felt long to me for where they were. It didn't feel like eight yards was an easy ask from that offense at that time. And, you know, the results. And also, I think you, while you're right, like, if Wentz doesn't get sacked there, of course, it's an extra 10 yards the other way. But you have to know that your quarterback is the kind of guy who takes sacks sometimes because he yeah. tries to make things happen. Or if he doesn't, he throws an interception. <laughs> well, so true. I yeah, appreciate yeah. the sack yeah, there. But, yeah. you know, so I know what you're saying. It's not like I, I know there's real outrage about it. I'm not outraged about that call. I just disagreed with it. And the other thing is where I, I want to shift back to the defensive line for a little bit too. And um, I don't know if it was like – not that they weren't like, you know, completely uh, useless or anything like that, but they were they were largely ineffective today. You think that was really just more of – Giants game plan because we all came in with like, oh yeah, they're they're gonna come in here and, and rack these dudes and <laughs> I, you know I think they protected Eric Flowers by doing that they, a lot. They totally and did. They just got to hold it for how many ever seconds and try and tire the defense. You think it was more the game plan by the Giants, or do you think that like eh, they just didn't have a good game today or a I, mix of both? Yeah, I, I think it's a mix of both, but I think it's more the game plan. It was working immediately like that. You could see that they just didn't have any time to get there, and and the Giants executed the game plan well. Like they did a good job, and also I think. You know, the Eagles game plan of, of kind of playing off and stuff played right into what the Giants were doing, and the Eagles didn't adjust quick enough with that. That that was an issue for me. I don't think Schwartz had his best game, um, and, and I think we saw that kind of play out. I do 
truly believe the Cox injury plays a big role. Like he went, as we've seen through the first two games, when Fletcher Cox is on, he changes mm-hmm. everything else for that defensive line. He is such a mismatch problem. He frees it up. And we talk about Jernigan freeing up for Cox. Cox frees it up for Jernigan, all right? <laughs> for sure. Yeah, and, and I mean, Cox frees it up for everybody. And I think that we saw that. But I do think, you know, you have to give credit to a, a, a you know beleaguered Giants O-line for, for holding on enough in most cases. Uh, and I think the D-line didn't have the same kind of, you know, ferocity that we've seen, but they played well in the running game. They made some big stops when they needed it. I mean, the goal line stop of Darko. Yeah, goal line stand was you huge. You know what? A decent game. Vinnie Curry had a decent game today. He made yeah, that he did. big stop there. Eric Flowers had to literally clothesline and tackle yes. him to stop him from sacking Eli. Which I think was there. the right call because uh, Eli was going to die. He was going <laughs> yeah. to sack him. Right. Um, but on the whole, I think you really have to... to be disappointed more than not with the performance. Yeah, and uh, and I agree too. I think that that's where I think Schwartz has been in those situations. He's I, don't, I mean, like I guess you can say out coached or whatever. I just don't know. You know, you you think aggressive. You think okay, I'm going to go with four guys. But there's got to be a point in time where like this isn't working. Maybe only you you know, it's like all right, this is working. Invite them to run and do. Do a little Belichick in, just have two down linemen and go zone and like all over the place. Like, no, just Eli, you you fine. You you well, you try and throw against us, you try and be mobile and run, try to extend the play or whatever. Or just rush three at, at a bunch of times if they're doing that in the quick passes and all that. I, I think I, I didn't see that attempted really once today when you probably should try some of those things the next time that happens. Yeah, no, in addition to not adjusting quick enough, it felt like he was kind of pounding his head against the wall. Like he kept doing the same things, kept rushing for it wasn't working. They weren't getting home, you know, do something different there, which is surprising because, uh, you know, he had done that the first two weeks. He really was calling creative games there, yeah. and and we didn't see any of it today. And and go, again, I think it could be a little personnel too. Yeah, I mean, like that's what I was about to say. I was literally field. about to say. And again, Cox, Hicks, McLeod, like those are real deal injuries that are going to impact how you can play, especially down to your fourth safety. But um, you know, I still thought he could have at least tried a few things in there. Yeah. So we'll, uh, you know, and hopefully that's. I hope the uh, Jordan Hicks was was right in saying that it's not that big. Please. Um, you hope that. Uh, you well, know, and Sproles injury, I haven't even really mentioned yeah, that, Yeah, I was just going to get into is just like now it's it kind of – your heart sank a little bit. One, because it's Darren Sproles, and yeah. it's like he's an iconic guy. We obviously love him here. And, and Merrill Reese, I think, loves him the most of any human being that lives in <laughs> Philadelphia. He says, oh, I just love Mighty Mouse. I'm so – you know, he's and, – and that's why we all love Merrill too. And I can't wait. We It's in the cut. It's somewhere – uh, we're gonna play that. It'll probably you probably heard it in the open if you're listening to the replay. But that Merrill call. Yeah, we haven't heard it, but oh you've heard it. Yeah, yeah, we've, I can already hear it in my ears. Um, oh, but yeah, Darren Sproles going down. Let's go! Let's go! Let's go! I think Darren Sproles. I, I you know it, it made me feel a little better, and I hope Darren comes back to the field because. That's a huge, huge. Well, not only for the running game, but the you know the punt returning. Torrey Smith needs to yeah. kind of find his way back there again, and uh, that's a that's a really big, significant injury. And on the broadcast, when you hear him go, "Oh," yep. and you're like, "Oh no, uh, that sounds bad." <laughs> the Fox guys who are in charge of dumping, not great. Not great today. today. Yeah, a lot of curses. Multiple. I mean, Cox bad, the same way too. Yeah, I think bad, he said, ah, "Bad job out there." Yeah, big time. Uh, so sorry, as a producer, I have to think that way. <laughs> So I, I I think that you know th- those two things are are Sproles is hugely significant. So obviously so is They're Cox. All, yeah, all that's the thing. Those are all significant injuries. It's Cox and Hicks, I mean, are your two most important. And defenders. they avoided the injury bug really really well uh, throughout the preseason. And then just you know it's football. It's going to get you at some point. So um, 
it's not really like after today, you kind of feel like, all right, at least there's a little better because he goes down and you're like, oh my God, like who the hell is going to get the carries now? Wendell Smallwood stepped up and maybe there was a little juice for them too. It's like, we have to pick up there. Yeah. We have to pick it up for him because like we can't, we can't not run the ball. And that's what juice, but between Corey and between Wendell, if they keep having games like that, that'll make you at least, you know, fill the gap in for however long he's going to miss. Cause it, I mean, it looks and it sounds like it's going to be. A couple of weeks, if if I were to just throw out a, a random guess, I have no idea what's wrong with them, but um, I, I don't know. Make you feel a little better to close the gap there with those guys. Yeah, oh, absolutely. I mean, if you have to feel good with how Smallwood and Clement played, and and certainly if Sproles is out, but as you said, I mean, no one no one's going to replace what Sproles does, especially on special teams. That punt return. I mean, it, it's just a different element that you have that you don't have when he's out there, but. Um, you know, I, I think, you know, we saw great things today from, from Smallwood and Clement. I'm not, you know, it was a game plan where they were able to have some space and make some plays. Get again. Him in there. Yeah. yeah. But, um, you know, I don't think you can count on it moving forward. We need to see more of it, see it consistently, see it outside of just one game. Um, but yeah, I think it's, I mean, look. You might have to count on those guys. You might not have an option uh, because you know you're not going to just roll blunt all day every day. So um, you know you hope it isn't a serious thing with Sproles because that is a big injury. I mean, mm-hmm. again, dude, like the just the to, uh, with McLeod already out, but to lose Hicks, Cox, and Sproles, and I mean, you talk about three of the top ten most important players on this team to lose them in the same game. It's rough, man. Yeah, it's big time. Like you had a, a lot of a lot of key players go down today. You had one go down last week, so. Uh, I don't know. More bubble wrap. <laughs> Not that that would help, but uh, uh, also uh, Jimmy Kemsky pointing out great point. Uh, Eagles should thank Brad Wing yeah. for uh, for oh. shanking that shankopotamus yeah. there because any you know I mean that had maybe another yard or two on it and that's that's really it. So thank Brad Wing for having a terrible freaking leg again. Gi- Giants punters seeming to always help out. Yeah. The, the Eagles yeah, in the, tight the situations. Ghost of Matt Dodd yeah, comes. Just came right out there. Um, yeah, no, and I actually think it would have been good from 65. I mean, that had, you know, it cleared it, but yeah, it's not going to be good from 75. You know, and that, that would have been a big, I mean, they got the ball at the, uh, their own 38-yard line. I mean, and, and he w- they were down the field. Like, that was, they should have had the ball inside their own 20. You know, if you yeah. have a good bunner there, at least at worst in at the 20, and they're not getting those yards very clearly there. So, yeah. Thanks, Brad Wing. Thank you very we much. Really we very much it. appreciate we it. it. Thank you. In fact, uh, Jimmy uh, pointing out it's the third time. I can't remember the other time, but uh, let's see. We have a miracle at the middle ends with the right. show. On. I guess the Brad the Wing we- there. With the Westbrook punt. Oh, was, I guess the Westbrook punt. I guess, I mean, it was like, directly what, to him. Yeah, but it also was like he picked it up like the ten yard line or whatever it was, the yeah, thirteen yard line. So I mean, yeah. like it's hard to get too upset about that one. Maybe there's one we're missing. Yes, yeah, there could there could be. Uh, Legarrette Blunt says that uh, this coming from Martin Frank. Legarrette Blunt says he didn't take it personally. Uh, when he didn't get any carries last week, he said the run game BS. can be this way all of the time. Yes, I don't know. He came out and said, like, I don't care about your fantasy team. Yeah, because he was pissed they didn't get any carries and people were yelling at him. I think that LeGarrette Blunt and I, look, I hope he takes it personally. I want him to take it personally because he deserved, and granted, he didn't get the opportunity much, but, he, you know, all those guys should take it personally. I wanted Smallwood. To, Smallwood looked like crap until today, you know, the first two games of the season, especially in his pass blocking assignments, and today he looked like a different guy out there obviously Clement has not had the opportunity to show anything yet right. um, and he looked really good but I want those guys to, I want yep. them to hear everyone saying Eagles can't run the ball they're terrible at it blah 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 I want to, I yeah. want I want them yes, to we, take that person yes we can <laughs> and yes we did uh, we did it John it's our, you, it's, you see it's this point, this little tell the people this little step because it has significant and I thought about this the yeah, moment you, it happened you said it actually. and uh, it's kind of crazy that it it's is. the same dude 
How about this? Jake Elliott's 61-yard game-winning field goal is the longest game winner since Matt Bryant's in 2006. Against? 62 yards. The Philadelphia Eagles. Does everybody that? remember that freaking game where Vividly. you're just like, okay. Uh, the Eagles were actually rolling in that. They it's were crazy. dominating for three quarters. All of a sudden, the fourth, it gets a little tricky, and they're like, all right, Tampa Bay goes down, and, and like, there's like, there's no way they're making a 61-yard or a 62-yard field goal. No way in hell. Right down the yeah. right down the pipe. And yep. I just, my heart sunk. I was like, wow. I think it had like somewhat playoff, I mean, big playoff chance implications, and the Bucks just put a knife in the balloon, and I was distraught for many, many days when that happened. Yeah, I mean, look, it, it showed us Matt Bryan. I mean, he is still one of the better kickers in the NFL a dec- more than a decade later. Like, great kicker. If we had known then, we probably wouldn't have been as confident, but that is crazy, the kind of, like, the the flipping around of history there. And and also the longest field goal in the 15 years the link has been open, yes. which is awesome. Yes. I, it's got to be the longest field goal in Eagles history. I don't know that for yeah, sure. Yeah, I would, I would assume I that's just know, pretty but, safe. I mean, it's 61 yards is one of probably the 10 longest field goals or 12 longest 15 longest field goals in the history of the sport did, it get, it, right? did it get to 64 at one point right it had I thought to. 63 was the record. 62 Jason was the old one Elo, right? no 63 was the record uh dempsey i believe the, the yeah guy Demp- with the wooden club leg foot yeah uh, club foot i think it was or whatever it was he had 63 i know elam got to 63 too i don't know if anyone else got I think somebody that. somebody definitely broke it if it was it was in denver i feel like yeah, whether it was definitely. crater maybe I mean, six, that's I what i'm like crater made a hit one that far 61 no fucking wind help. Sorry, no. I can't. I can't help it. I, I'm trying to. I, <laughs> I know. Sixty-one. We've been doing such a good I, job, Don. No, no, no help from Ear the wind. No, nothing. Just clean. No Denver air. That is that is polluted. Awesome, disgusting Philadelphia air yeah, that he kicked that through. And uh, yeah, the stadium went nuts. I mean, yeah. that was that was so we cool to say. That. I, we we were running and hugging each other. And like, we got a good oh my god, yeah, it was crazy. It uh, was crazy. What a you know. And we're probably going to break down the minutia of all of this stuff. Like uh, throughout the week, Brandon Lee Gowton will have his daily, of course, and as we've been using pretty much all afternoon, and it's and it's fantastic that it is uh, available and awesome. It is clip it, guys. I don't know how you guys don't have this already. It is indeed the hottest app that is out there. Uh, we uh, every single highlight you want to replay Jake Elliott's freaking sixty-one field goal in your dreams tonight over you and can. over and over you and just, over again. <laughs> <laughs> head on right on over. You can check out the quality too. Get his high definition thirty-second clips at BGN underscore radio on the Twitter dot com because. Uh, yeah, I mean, all of the highlights are, are are there from today, and you can do that, too, from live to, you know, all the way back to two hours. It is literally in the palm of your hand. It's just simple. You uh, you go in, you open the app, and, and everything's there for you. I know it's not the, uh, not, the, not the close-up zoom view, but all the clips from all around TV. It's it's sports-heavy. It's, uh, you know, it's got everything from ABC to a e to CNN to Fox to everything. So, you know, it's, it's fantastic, and it's really awesome to uh, enhance your blog posts here on Facebook and Twitter and all that fun stuff. Final thoughts as we're rolling out here, James Seltzer. Um, you know what? My final thought is it is my birthday tomorrow, and I would like to thank Jake Elliott for the best, best birthday present I could ask <laughs> for. I mean, he, like, uh, for working, doing what we do, you know, working in sports radio, all that type of stuff, um, my birthday could have sucked so hard tomorrow. It would have been terrible. And now, while there'd be some complaining and stuff, like I get to enjoy my birthday. So That's thank right. you, Jake Elliott, for that one. Uh, plus, you need to tell uh, one of your bosses slash uh, coworkers that uh, John Ritchie uh, does oh, not believe in kickers. Yeah, I texted to John Ritchie. I was like. 
hey, John, you still hate kickers? <laughs> <laughs> oh, you know what's amazing, too, is that Elliot missed a long run from today. And that's mm-hmm. the thing that no one's, well, at least I didn't remember until just now. That's and then, what Richie texted back to me. Yeah. He said he missed one today, didn't he? <laughs> I'm like, come Wouldn't on, man. Wouldn't need that one if he made the <laughs> other know, one. Like, yeah. come on, man. But, um, you know, I don't know. Here's here's my quick, well, quick final thought and question. Caleb Sturgis coming back. No. I don't think so. I no. think Jake Elliott's your new kicker. Can't. How do, how do you tell him? Thanks for nothing. Peace. When is Caleb Sturgis at a 61-yard field goal thanks, to win us a thanks game? Thanks for the win. Okay, <laughs> bye-bye. Under pressure, like, you yeah. know, for that kid. Yeah. Thank you. For, oh, by the way, thank the Cincinnati Bengals for drafting him in the fifth round and yeah. then sticking him on the practice squad, terrific. too. Wow. Uh, what I, a waste of a draft pick. Also, I just got to say, uh, follow us on Instagram, too, at, uh, at BG underscore radio uh, there as well. We're going to put up a ton of pictures from today. We were down at the Jetro lot. Let me tell you, you Eagles fans are amazing. Like, I cannot believe the setups oh, you man. have down there. We're going to be doing shows from people's tailgates next week. Or not next week, but in a couple of weeks when they come back home here. You guys are the sickest, best fan base in the world. Don't ever let anyone tell you otherwise because we had such a fun time down there and to everybody that we met uh it was it was such a great day and what a way to fucking cap this shit <laughs> off with a 61 yard field goal let's go i don't care it was sloppy we're gonna be arguing on twitter back and forth about running the damn football and doug peterson jim schwartz this who's that let's enjoy the win for the time being let's go grab some beers let's go grab some sandwiches i am john barchard that is james seltzer this has been bgn radio right here bleedinggreennation.com and bgnradio.com we'll see you Yes.